Would you want to find slow cum? I wouldn't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> the, Jonah Hex, the slowest of cums. <laughs> slowest cum in the West. <laughs> Stoner comedies, heavy metal flicks, and maybe just a few good horror movies. I'm Dylan, and joining me for this wretched experience is Kit from I Hope You Suffer. Hello. Um, again, I'm sorry. I'm gonna have to really start watching some good movies for this. <laughs> you're only you're only four episodes in. Uh, yeah, and you gotta the... <laughs> you gotta make it at least ten before you watch a good one. Well, we kicked it off with a good one, and it's been downhill ever since. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, this is my first time watching. I don't know if I can spoil the movie. Jonah oh no! Hex. By all means, we watched uh, Jonah Hex. <laughs> I'm watching it. Like I'd seen, you know, snippets on TV or whatever. Jesus Christ! Yeah. Well. Oh, that, that's okay. That's, so that's kind of funny. Um. So yeah. Um. We're talking about 2010's Jonah Hex, directed by Jimmy Hayward. And uh, what what else has Jimmy Hayward done? Uh, nothing i hope i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i feel like he had a very weird filmmaking career yeah so he was an animator on a bunch of pixar movies from toy story to finding nemo and then he directed horton here's a who jonah hex and free birds whatever that is (laughs) (laughs) He had himself a hell of a five-year span there. Oh, Freebirds was that weird CGI animal movie about the turkeys that try to escape oh, from being eaten. Oh, yeah. On. Bad Chicken Run. Yes, Bad Chicken Run, basically. <laughs> and it was written by Neville Dean and Taylor, or Tyler. Um, the, the Crank Guys? The Crank Guys, which I have seen crank, only Cranked 2. I haven't seen the first one. It doesn't hold up as well as I had hoped. Somehow watched it like last month. Yeah, it's like, oh man, this is actually a lot more annoying than it was when I was seventeen. Hmm, that's upsetting. I mean, there's a part in Crank Two where a man is sodomized with a shotgun and then (laughs) is you know gets his ass blown off. I think so. There you go. Uh, All I remember from Crank Two is the. uh, the kaiju fight that part is pretty good i like that part i also like when it cuts to the scene with um glenn howerton in therapy (laughs) and then i think they both get killed after he just starts fucking the psychiatrist (laughs) didn't understand that but that was odd and funny he he was traumatized from the first one he was a nurse like it's held it held at gunpoint (laughs) i remember yeah i remember that my friends telling me that So Jonah Hex actually does have a pretty strong heavy metal connection because it has a, I'm going to use the term score loosely uh, (laughs) by Mastodon, not because it's bad, just because 
Well, we'll get to it. Um, and also Marco Beltrami. So briefly, Very what weird. is it? Yeah. Well, it gets weirder. Briefly, what is your history with Mastodon since I'm probably not going to do a specific episode on them because they're fucking Mastodon. Everybody knows who they are. Yeah, right. So they're probably my favorite band, like, ever. I've got Leviathan on nice. my forearm here. Uh, I think I first heard them in Saints Row, playing Saints Row, like in <laughs> nice. 17, whatever. And, and I heard Blood had a lot of good soundtracks. It was crazy. Like I, that's single-handedly turned me on to like more extreme metal because they had like at the gates and shit like that in it too. I heard Blood and Thunder and was like, "Hey, this fucking rips!" Like this is the coolest shit I've ever heard. And it turns out, you know, the next week they released Blood Mountain. So went up to Best Buy and blind bought Blood Mountain and put it on. Was like what is this? This is insane. So I've been a, a huge mark ever since <laughs> every, every album day one. Uh, I'm an apologist. I love all of the new stuff. Not quite as much as the old stuff, but I think it's up there. Yeah. I mean, I think this, the newer stuff, actually, I like Emperor Sand quite a bit. That album grew on me. Uh, I thought that was a really solid album. Yeah. I started listening to them with Once More Around the Sun because that came out when I was in college and I was kind of finding out more about extreme music and more like underground stuff. Although at that point, I guess they were like clearly not underground anymore. So I started just listening to the rest of discography and it took me a while to appreciate Remission, but I really like it now. Any album that starts with a Jurassic Park sample <laughs> is Timmy. good. Yeah. Um, my favorite album by them is probably, I don't know, it kind of goes between Crack the Sky or Leviathan. I think they're both yeah, kind of like perfect. Um, but I do have a lot of appreciation for The Hunter, too. I've seen them three times. The two better times was a headlining show at Central Park Summer Stage with Clutch and Graveyard. And Neil came out and did Blood and Thunder uh, oh, yeah. with them. And then opening for Judas Priest at Prudential Center, which is like... That's pretty sick. Yeah, and, and Brett Hines' guitar, like, broke, and he had to, like, use a different one, and he just was like, oh, my God, yeah, you're playing a big fucking... With his, you know, weird Brent Hines voice. <laughs> he's like, you're playing a big thing, and sometimes shit just doesn't fucking work, and now I gotta use the shitty guitar. And I'm like, it sounded pretty good after that. <laughs> but, yeah, they fucking were awesome opening up for Judas Priest. Like, that was great. Yeah, they, they've gotten substantially better over the years. Like, that was always a big complaint that I heard early on, but mm -hmm. oh, they've sounded great every time I've seen them. I saw them, uh, I'd say Rockstar Mayhem was the first time I saw them, I think, like, right after Blood Mountain came out, and then I caught them uh, doing that, like, co-headlining tour with Death Clock, which yeah, was... I didn't go to that, but I mean, I remember reading about it. Fucking sick, weirdly yeah. stacked show with, like, Converge and High on Fire, and then Death Clock and Mastodon, and they played Crack the Sky in its entirety. That's so dope. That's so good. They had the weird, like, a whole screen behind them just doing an entire animated, like, sh short. I feel like they've definitely gotten a bit more just like, we have a banner now. We're a banner banner. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that, after, after you do that once, it's like, all right, well, fuck that. We're never doing that again. Yeah, exactly. Like, um, Metallica after playing Justice, so like, yeah, fuck that. We're, we don't ever want to play any of this shit live ever again. <laughs> we did it the one time. It's fine. 
but needless to say that Mastodon was not enough to save Jonah Hex uh, because no. it was a box office bomb grossing only 11 million against a $47 million budget. It's insane to me both that it cost $47 million because it doesn't look like it at all and that it made $11 million. I did not contribute to that and I will explain why in a moment, but <laughs> it is, in my opinion, not acceptable that this movie had an almost $50 million budget and this is what Crazy. we got. <laughs> like, oh my no. God. No, I, I refuse to accept it. And... I recall listening to a comic book podcast review of this movie around the time that it came out, and they summed it up pretty perfectly uh, at the at the in the opening of their podcast, which was simply one of the hosts saying, "What was this?" And that's a that is a <laughs> perfect description a, of this movie. A valid question. Yeah, it's, it's borderline painful to watch. It's just all one liners that are awful and unfunny. And you can't really hear them because uh, Josh Brolin has this awful prosthetic on his face that doesn't even make sense, like physically it how it works. It's just like a meat drip. Like, it's and it like it goes over where his lip would be, you know? Yeah. So, so it's like how how did you get a skin chunk there and graft it onto your bottom lip from a dude branding your head? Oh, because he fixed it, obviously. He did a much worse job. <laughs> With the, like, hatchet heating it up. Like, all right, well. Yeah, I mean, I'm pretty sure in the comics he just got, like, tortured. And it was just like, oh, some dude cut your face or branded it. And it got fucked up. And, like, yeah, it doesn't really make sense. But I can accept it because it's, you know, a comic, I guess. You know? Yeah. It's, it's like, fine. And it looks, aesthetically, it looks cool to draw. Yeah. So, like, do you have any background with the character or the comics? Because, like, I used to mm -hmm. read the comics when I read weeklies, and they are all, it's all pretty good stuff. I mean, it's just Western, and it's very, right. pretty light on the superheroes, at least when I was reading it. So they don't bring in, like, they, don't, they didn't bring in, like, a ton of the DC characters, yeah. but they had some of the Old West characters, and that stuff was fine. I like the stuff where he's just, like, hunting down dudes and, you know, just being a bounty hunter. Yeah, just you know weird weird west stuff well it's not it wasn't even weird west actually most of it was played straight like most huh. of the issues were played as just sort of like serial pulp western um there was a weird west period for jonah hex and i don't know i guess some people like it and some people don't the division then, yeah you know i'm i'm sure it's fine and i'm sure it's better than this it's the low bar possibly the lowest bar <laughs> so this is the first time watch for you this was like a second full time for I, me i thought you were gonna say four I was like, Jesus <laughs> I christ what are you I doing mean, i mean we probably, i was concerned like, <laughs> about your well-being <laughs> i would be too we probably like turn it on tv if like we were just hanging out but never like i'm gonna sit down and watch this yeah focus i saw this for free back when optimum was still doing free movie tuesdays and it was not playing in any of the major theater chains. So we went to this smaller one that was, you know, still pretty close to home. Yeah. We got there 15 minutes before it started, which is like normal to go to the theater. And they had sold so few tickets that they hadn't even opened the theater yet because they were like, <laughs> there weren't that many people there. So we went and just grabbed like a snack and then headed back. And 
we just made fun of it because it was awful. I think there were like three other people and I think one of them left. And I don't know if it was because we were being annoying or because the movie <laughs> sucked or both. And then the other two people were just like laughing. And it's awful. Like we went in thinking it was knowing it was going to be bad, but not knowing it was going to be just balls to the wall, batshit crazy, and not in a good way either. Yeah. It's, it's like it it makes it boggles my mind what happens in this movie, but not in a good way. It's all bad. Every single funny. decision. Yes. The waste of a good cast also. Like, I don't know how you get that much talent on screen, like at one time, and you wind up with this. The production of this must have been atrocious. So yeah, we'll run through the cast. So we got Josh Brolin as Jonah Hex who, as you said, basically just grimaces and grunts his way through this movie. It's from Hellhounds. You just can't understand. It's like borderline worse than Batman, like Christian Bale Batman, <laughs> you know? At least he was um, loud. I could hear him. Yeah. Uh, apparently Josh Brolin hated the script at first, but then said he grew to like its tongue in cheek nature, which means that he totally still hated it. And they then hate him more. And then he later said it was an awful experience because they had to do 66 pages worth of reshooting over the course of 12 days. So if you go by the, a minute is a page in a script they basically had to reshoot almost the entire film yeah they basically had to reshoot three quarters of the movie that's ridiculous because the movie's only like 80 minutes long it's so short (laughs) i was so glad yeah i i remembered it being like two hours for some reason like going into this i was like oh fuck this thing's like two hours it's gonna be awful and i looked at the runtime and it's like an hour and 21 minutes like oh score yeah and 10 minutes of that is end credits somehow. I have no <laughs> idea how. For all of the people they brought in to rewrite the fucking thing, I guess. They but, had to fit the whole 10 minutes of one of the Mastodon yeah. songs. <laughs> I was so excited when it rolled early. I was, yes! Thank uh, you. Yeah, us too. Uh, originally, or, or happening uh, kind of prior to this, Thomas Jane petitioned very hard for this role because he just wanted to be in it, and he went as far <laughs> as getting prosthetic makeup done up to look like Jonah Hex and, like, doing pictures of it and stuff. Oh, my God. Uh, he didn't get the, the, the role, obviously, but he did wind up voicing Jonah Hex in a DC animated short that is one million times better than uh, this. I would say it worked out much yeah. better for yeah. him. Exactly. He probably did that in a day and got paid probably decently for instead of doing fucking 12 days of reshoots. Yeah. (laughs) The terrible makeup and the shittiest looking Western outfit you've ever seen. Did you think it looked any different in between like shots? Like you're like that makeup probably wasn't done as well this day or whatever. I mean, I wasn't looking that hard, but. I feel like yeah. you could probably see inconsistencies. I, I I tuned out, but you mentioning that almost makes me want to go back and look. Yeah. Almost. But not quite. No, not. <laughs> They're going to so, have to pay me Josh Brolin's salary. <laughs> salary. Then there's John Malkovich as Quentin Turnbull, the villain. <laughs> He's awful in this. Like, And I really like John Malkovich like as an actor, but... He was not good in and this. 
it doesn't even feel like he's phoning it in either you know like no he doesn't chew the scenery he's just like he's just kind of bad western accent southern accent like yeah comes comes and goes like sometimes he's just john malkovich talking at you and then other times there's like a weird twang at the end either he just was like i'm not gonna tell him to do it because i'm terrified of him or if we had gotten him on like a con air level that would have made this probably a lot more watchable yes at at least two stars yeah i think uh i think jonah hex just fell into being john malkovich world and this is just one of the johns yeah you know (laughs) But, like, I'm watching it. I'm like, man, who does he look like? And I said, oh, he kind of looks like that dude from Iced Earth that raided the Capitol. (laughs) 100%. And there's even a part that kind of reminded me of that. Megan Fox is Lila Black. I didn't even write anything about her character here. And, like, she, like, wasn't one. She was a sex worker. That's it. She, She showed up and she would make fun of Jonah and then... He would say something back and then, you know, she'd wander off or get kidnapped. And that was all they had for her. She didn't leave that one room for like half the movie. <laughs> she just was in that room. Jonah, Jonah Hex just keeps returning to the town. <laughs> like he's going out further and further every time he leaves, but he has to travel back just to talk to her. And she's yeah. like, it's really weird that you keep doing this. There's no fast he's- travel in this. This isn't Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> Oh my god, fucking Michael Fassbender as a Murph. That, that shocked me. I was like, oh my god, I completely forgot this he, was like one of his earlier roles. Uh he devours the scenery in this movie. Amazing. Like in insane, like what Irish accent that yeah, he has. And he is he Irish in real life? Uh I, I forget. I think so. I have no idea. Oh, he's German Irish. Okay. He somehow fucked up his Irish but, accent. Yeah, his, I would say his accent in this film is so much more over the top than like his regular speaking voice. Yeah. He's like very much the like, oh, top of the morning to you, matey. Like, like <laughs> yeah, very like, weird little his, leprechaun fella. Like, awful tattoos. Yeah, he's got, he's got like, they gave him the like Maori chin tattoos tattoos for some reason very weird unexplained yeah i was like sir this is like the 1800s it's too early for that culture to be appropriated he's in a bowler hat like which apparently that's how he found his character the bowler hat (laughs) but when i read that my brain he was like (laughs) oi i now get it i was like what that's what it said he must have been lying he must have just been like that's what i'm gonna tell people he put the bowler hat on and was possessed by the like spirit of a <laughs> of a Irishman days past. That's amazing. I love that. <laughs> also, Will Arnett as Lieutenant Grass. That... Why, is, why is Job in this? Yeah, I was like, who is this? Like, who is this really? And then it would like do a close up. I was like, no. I really just no, want to replace here. all of his dialogue with just job's weird shit that he says i've made a huge mistake i wish that happened before he died (laughs) spoiler alert (laughs) sorry everyone who was planning on watching jonah hex how about how about this one though much better than mike michael fassbender fucking michael shannon is in this movie 
<laughs> he plays Dr. Cross Williams. He's in he, this movie for one scene. He's the crazy guy that like hosts the gladiator pit circus. That's him. He just, he wanted to get paid. He was in town. He walked on set and was just screaming. And they're like, ah, just roll. Let's see what we get. Apparently he was going to come back in the sequel. There was yeah. going to be a sequel? Thankfully there wasn't. <laughs> I wonder what number it would have had to hit to for them to be like, Jonah Hex 2. They, I done. mean, they thought this movie was going to make $100 million. Which is sad. <laughs> because, oh man. The... It has nothing going for it. It has Wes Bentley. <laughs> Again, nothing going. Lance Reddick, Captain Daniels, as Smith, the armorer, who's just there to be like, here's some guns. And uh, Aiden Quinn as President Ulysses S. Grant, who was on set for three days. So he could have been in the reshoots or not even in the original version, for all <laughs> we know. And it also... There's so many fucking people in this movie. It also features John Gallagher Jr., Tom Wapit as, I don't know how to say his last name, as Lieutenant Slocum, and Slocum is the good, best last name good ever. Good last name. Julia Jones and Jeffrey Dean Morgan, and as well as a cameo from Brent Hines. Um, and just <laughs> Brent to, Hines might be the best actor in the movie. He doesn't speak. He just, look, he just looks up from his notebook, bewildered. Yeah, Whoa. that's it. He actually is good in that one little boat moment. <laughs> and just to quickly talk about the making of the album, most of the cast and the crew for this movie, as well as Mastodon, took pay cuts for this. They said they basically oh, made wow. the soundtrack for free, which is pretty demeaning, if you ask me. That's insulting. Yeah. <laughs> the soundtrack was released as Jonah Hex, Revenge Gets Ugly EP by Reprise Records. It's a terrible title for an album. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I got that shit on iTunes. <laughs> I've got like 10 albums on iTunes and Jonah That's Hex right there at the top. <laughs> Hayward was inspired allegedly by Blood Mountain, so he asked them to do the score. They flew from Europe after touring with Metallica to LA to record for two weeks and wound up with an hour of music. Original composer John Powell had to depart due to scheduling conflicts and reshoots. Lucky um, him. I don't know what, again, I don't know what the fuck they reshot for this movie besides the whole movie yeah all of but, it <laughs> anyway marco beltrami came on board and all of the scenes with mastodon's original music were scrapped so they had to redo their score to be more in line with what beltrami wanted to do which was more restrained i guess originally it was much more heavy and like fast and brent hines was quoted as saying it was some of the best shit i've ever written in my life now i'm just trying to finish this oh should i read it in brent hines voice <laughs> yes absolutely yeah. Brent Hines was quoted as it was some of the best shit I've ever written in my life now I'm just trying to finish it with as much patience as possible that's actually pretty impressive he <laughs> didn't include an expletive <laughs> apparently they wound up finishing the score close to the film's release and while on another world tour I remember reading that and that because I was excited at the time for this I was like Oh, Western movie with Josh Brolin, Mastodon's doing the score, like sick. And then I remember reading that and Brent Hines sounding just fucking pissed that they were having to redo all of the fucking shit. And he's like, oh, fuck this, this sucks. <laughs> it's like, oh, maybe this isn't going to be good at all. 
Well, arguably the only thing that I, that for me has remained consistently good about the movie is the soundtrack. And um, far removed from the movie, it's not bad at all. Like I could totally see this music being used in like a video game. And I, I would, if I heard that, I'd be like, damn, this is really cool. I would like to like listen to this video game soundtrack or literally in any other fucking good movie, it would be fine. It sounds a bit more like, more of like a cult of luna kind of band because it is supposed to be like background music um yeah but i would love to know what the original sounded like and i don't know Same. if you listen i don't know if you listened to it but i listened to it before this and so i was like you know what this is like totally not bad i don't know if I you had to listen to it through the movie which yeah. kind of just starts and stops that, randomly that's that's how i listened to it because i forgot that i had it on itunes and i meant to listen to it and just didn't but like, I remember the, uh, was it's like Train Heist or some, I don't remember the, the track. That that was the standout to me whenever I first heard it. It was like 10 minutes, really cool, like kind of starts building up and there's a great crescendo before it kind of eases its way back down. And everything else was like, eh, this is like, okay, not bad. In the context of the movie though it feels weirdly out of place and i wonder how much of that is them redoing it yeah you know so i'm i'm super curious what their original score would have sounded like it wouldn't have helped the movie but (laughs) no no i it's weird because i don't think oh western mastodon like just things that i don't really think work but if they were going for the you know fucking anything sticks approach like i guess fine but like listening to it it's it doesn't i don't know it's hard to describe because i feel like the movie makes me think the music is bad but listening to it without the movie i'm like this music is totally fine it's totally it's just it's tainted it's tainted by the stink of the film (laughs) yeah yeah because like i'm listening to it removed and i'm like you know you could throw this music over a lot of things and it would be cool a nature documentary maybe <laughs> <laughs> just not josh brolin like mumbling his way through a through a bar trying to tell people that he cut himself shaving yeah my my friend and i often debate as to and i'm happy i don't have to i will not be doing that movie for this podcast but we often debate what is a worse movie this or Punisher Warzone because I think they came out around the same time. I think you're right. And not not too far apart anyway. I do think that somehow Jonah Hex stands on top of Punisher Warzone because Punisher Warzone is pretty goddamn awful. It has exactly one redeeming quality and that's when that dude goes to do the like sideways flip off a roof and the Punisher <laughs> nails him with the grenade launcher and he explodes. That part is amazing. <laughs> I don't remember anything else about that film, but just from that alone, easily better than Jonah Hex. <laughs> Ray Stevenson is like a totally good candidate for the Punisher in a good Punisher movie. <laughs> a weird thing that happened with that movie too was we were reading about it and they said that his buddy, like in the Punisher comics, he has a sidekick named Microchip, who's kind of like a, 
<laughs> chunky nerd. And I made yeah. an offhand comment about like microchips going to be in this. Who the fuck is going to play him? Newman from Seinfeld. Lo and behold, fucking Wayne Knight gets announced as the character. And I was like, that's, uh, this is probably not going to be good. And yeah, no, I, yeah, that movie was bad. <laughs> so, but we're not talking about that. We are talking Yet. about this movie. And one thing I said, and I was going to ask you because very little of this movie makes sense. And there's this passing resemblance to an Italian horror film with all of the truly implausible things that happen in this movie. <laughs> but I can appreciate those because regardless of the budget, these movies, those movies are more earnest and there's a degree of artistry to them, whether they yeah. succeed or fail. This is like if someone did that, but they just said, OK, we're going to do it, but with forty seven million dollars and just act as if you are making like the lowest budget film and you have nothing with you. I'm like, no, that's not acceptable. <laughs> just no clue as to what we're doing or how to piece a story together or shoot an action sequence <laughs> would be handy to know in like an action film. Or even, you know, some color correction so that there's not yeah. this like awful, <laughs> like glaring white or everything was really dark too at points. Yeah. Where I could not even tell what was going on. Did you take issue with the costumes? Because to the, me, uh, at the they time, look, no. But now they, they looked pretty nice. They looked good. like Party City outfits that they just like grabbed off the rack and like gave to everyone. And they, you know, walked out back behind like Jimmy Hayward's house and just like, eh, hey, like, let's go ahead and film in the woods over here. I mean, John Malkovich honestly looks more like pirate i feel that he kind of looks like the pirate from uh peter pan then he does like this you know wicked confederate warlord or whatever you want to oh i'm sorry terrorista like i wrote down oh he's a terrorist and then they're like the mexicans called him terrorista and i'm like you gotta be fucking kidding me <laughs> it's that so line bad. i almost fell off of my couch when <laughs> you got to that line i was like get the fuck out of here i can't I can't do this. <laughs> yeah. So I guess we'll talk about it now. We'll try not to dwell too long on the details because there's a lot of them and they're dumb. And you, the listener, just have to accept it because it's just not fair that they cram oh this much cream corn into an 80 minute movie. <laughs> Ugh. The Western cover of the of the Warner Brothers theme. Like, oh, my going God. On, and it was really bad. It was produced by Weed Road Pictures. I chuckled, and then I realized I was in for a bad time. Yeah, yeah. So I thought, like, kind of the be the very beginning of this was okay when you see, like, the Civil War, whatever it is, and his yeah. time as a Confederate soldier. Okay, I'd be feeling all right going into this. It's Maybe it's just kind of silly, but oh, no. And Big eventually... Mistake big mistake i've made a terrible mistake <laughs> quentin turnbull takes jonah hex's uh, family captive because he killed his son and proclaims him a traitor to the confederacy and if we haven't said it before <laughs> I forgot. Oh, no. that the acting in this is all generally not good most of it is very bad stiff at best so <laughs> they torch his home with his family inside and then he brands him with 
a br like the brand is initialed QT. So seriously, this guy, our villain, his initials are Cutie. Quentin, Quentin Tarantino. It's Cutie. I'm just, I refute it. I refer to him as Cutie for the rest of my summary <laughs> of this. God damn it, um, I didn't even piece it together. That alone, <laughs> that alone could have made it more watchable. Like if there was a part where Jonah that. Hex was like, how are you doing, Cutie? That would have been yeah. really funny. <laughs> he's like looking in the mirror before he fixes it with the axe and he's like, Cutie. <laughs> And then everything is a motion comic for some reason. They probably, <laughs> this was probably all filmed and then they were like, oh, we can't use this. Yeah. They ran out of money for the reshoots and were like, uh, have someone so, draw some shit. I don't know. <laughs> dude, it's literally all stuff pulled from the comics. Like, I was like I, actual, actual yeah, panels. Yes. It was not original as far as I know. Um, $47 million. And that's. And we're scanning, the best idea we're scanning anyone had. comics. <laughs> Just, it's not, it's not acceptable. So uh, Jonah Hex narrates that he like went to a Native American shaman to be like freed or something. And now he can talk to the dead too. And then, <laughs> and then Cutie just dies in a fire. So, all right. I, movie's over. Movie's over. Right? over. <laughs> Problem solved. Um, Everyone go home. So we catch up with Jonah, who's dragging some killed bounties into a very small set of a town. Very clearly a set. Yeah. Uh, I can barely understand what Jonah Hex says in the, in this scene or any scene. And one of the guys that he brought back is just a head because he was apparently too large to carry. So obviously the town rips him off. And then at the very top of the film, we get Gatling guns attached to the horse and he murders everybody. Something that most certainly should have happened later in the film. Incredible idea with the worst execution you've ever seen in your life. In like the most... <laughs> Nathan just texted. Uh, obviously, Nathan was supposed to be here, um, but his internet ran out and he just messaged me and said, I'm so mad I watched Jonah Hex again now. <laughs> <laughs> For nothing. And uh, it's just the most like and sun bleached just beyond sun bleached like oh my the God. contrast is awful there's there's lens flare but it's not stylistic lens flare like jj abrams overdoes it's just they don't know what they're doing it looks so like like shooting um, directly into the sun it's <laughs> it looks like when they yeah it looks like a really like a direct video movie honestly yeah like it has that like same soap opera like yeah yes going back to my costume thing i think my big issue with all of it is that it's it doesn't feel like a real world like it in no, no way feels lived in everything is clearly a set it's clearly just like dudes in you know playing dress up and going about their day like after the scene is over you know like there's nothing to convince you that it's a movie no, there's nothing here that feels genuine and which is pretty crazy considering that I so like are you a fan of westerns? Yep. Yeah, so like I like westerns quite a bit. Um I haven't seen a ton, but the ones I've seen, you know, even when they're like on the lower end of the budget, it's it was I guess I don't know if it just had to do with like where they shot them or whatever or like how efficient of film obviously those films didn't have the opportunity for reshoots but yeah. most of the ones i've seen have been like pretty good i mean even tombs like tombstone which is not like really 
a Western Western. It's much yeah. more like of an action oriented Western movie. But even that film looks so much better than this, you know? Yeah. So, sorry about my motorcycle neighbor. Oh, is this the, yeah. uh, the legendary motorcycle man yeah. that lives, <laughs> that travels between your so, house and uh, Nathan's house? He's, he's a little late today. It's usually 4.30 every day. Uh, <laughs> I Honestly, if if, a, if someone on a motorcycle showed up in Jonah Hex, it wouldn't surprise me. Like if Ghost that, Rider just showed up for some sick. reason. Like, <laughs> just like someone rolls up and the motorcycle has like Gatling guns on it or whatever. Like, oh, I picked this up in hell. Like, yeah, why not? That sounds yeah. cool, I guess. Sure. <laughs> it just go on it. You know what would have made this movie better? Nicolas Cage. Yes. Nicolas Cage 100%. as Jonah Hex. It, you would have at least had one no, person Nicolas committed Cage to the movie. As Quentin Turnbull. Turnbull. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Now we're that getting somewhere. Have, that would have elevated the movie much Fuck more. It. $47 million. Nicolas Cage as everyone. <laughs> being Nicolas Cage in Jonah Hex world. <laughs> so we jump to a union train transporting equipment and soldiers as well as civilians, including Brett Hines from Mastodon, yeah. before it gets raided by a bunch of people, including uh, Michael Fassbender, who I'm just going to call Magneto now. He, uh, and he's, he's just like he's whistling. So he's like yeah. dancing, like tap dancing his way over to the train tracks like setting down my explosive devices <laughs> having a delightful day yeah he's supposed to, he's the crazy psychopathic <laughs> killer being being happy loving your job that's crazy yep so that he sets crazy, a bunch of actually. dynamite to blow up the train after his men get their hands on some kind of uh weapon and crates and stuff and then we get to the white house like uh, th just everything is smash cuts in this movie <laughs> and uh at the white house uh, Lieutenant Job from Arrested Development informs President Grant, who is not drunk enough in this movie. No, uh, not nearly. <laughs> He's just totally sober. Fucked uh, up. That uh, Cutie is alive and basically became a terrorist, you know, a terrorist. <laughs> they, just, they, they rise the Skywalker it. And yes. like, Turnbull's alive somehow. Don't oh, know how. All right. He didn't die in that fire that Jonah Hex said he died in a fire someone someone has little quentin clones in a vat <laughs> hey you want to throw clones into this movie go for it Why i don't not? care uh so grant figures that uh cutie is actually building some kind of weapon that was not used in the civil war so he wants jonah hex the man who took down cutie originally to find him and kill him this movie is just worse wild wild west Wild Wild West is a bad movie, and this is an even worse version of it. Wild Wild West has, while it is very bad... Um, I enjoy it. Don't get me wrong. Um, I love Wild Wild West. There's a, there is a much, I think there's a much bigger degree of enjoyability to it because, first of all, it looks like they shot it on... It, like, looks, like off, a, it looks like a film. They went outside. <laughs> they went outside for <laughs> they went, it. They went beyond the backyard. As a kid... I thought the big spider thing was very cool. I realize Same. it's incredibly stupid, but I'm like, don't care. Steam engine, steam engine spider. <laughs> yeah. Pretty stupid. The idea of it is cool. However, just seeing it exist in a movie is kind of insane. <laughs> yeah. There's a lot. And you know, obviously uh, uh, what's his name? The British actor, uh, Kenneth Branagh is just decimates the scenery in that film too. 
And there's so, but at least he like puts a Everyone's little bit having into fun. It. Yeah. You know? Everyone's enjoying their, their time on wild, wild west. I think, I, it, I think it just knows like, that it's campy and stupid. Yeah. And I, I Jonah think Hex just, doesn't. Uh, no, Jonah Hex <laughs> thinks it's like a successful film. I think also that the like backstory of wild, wild west also makes it a fun experience because you know, you've got the guy who's just obsessed with the giant spiders and everything. <laughs> Somehow and has to cram like, it into some movie. Yeah, and it's like, you know, it's got the ties to the Kevin Smith Superman thing. So there's more to it. This just sounded like it was an awful experience. From conception. So Jonah Hex is in a bar and he kills a guy that's like, what's wrong with your face? And, you know, that's just a uh, joke in the movie. Very rude. The man deserved to be shot. But I agree. I, I can agree. It's one of the only genuine moments of the movie. <laughs> um, so then we meet Megan Fox, who plays a sex worker named Lila. And she has to just keep chasing off this pesky client. And then Jonah shows up and they say a bunch of dialogue that doesn't matter because they just wind up <laughs> fucking. And she's like, I don't want you to leave. But he's like, I gotta leave. Because look, the entire United States Army is here to recruit me to uh, track down <laughs> Cutie. So then we meet up with brother job at a camp while he's getting a shave around his fake mustache this scene is ridiculous he points to some incredibly primitive electrical wiring as the future as one of his guys just gets electrocuted and dies i guess and then jonah hex talks to a dead guy proving that it is way more useful than electricity i love i also love that they see him resurrect a dead person and don't even bother to think like, wow, this guy could be really useful for other no things. One, no one gives a shit. They're like, nope. hmm. we'll just stick with it electricity. Just doesn't really explain it at all. Like, he's just nope. like, oh, it's a thing I picked up when I died. Like, what? Can, can you expound upon that? Please. No. The David Lynch meme. Can you explain that? No. <laughs> um, the, this, <laughs> this resurrected guy finally tells Jonah to find Lieutenant Slocum. It's Slocum. <laughs> it's not Slocum. It's Slocum. Slocum. To find Cutie. And so he frees the dead guy from suffering, but then warns him about hellhounds arriving, which do not actually show up. We just hear them barking. I wish they did. I really thought CGI hellhounds were going to show up when I first saw Abs- it. Absolutely ran out of budget. Yep. So the dead guy dies again, and Jonah sets off to find what? Slocum. What a shitty draw. <laughs> you get fucking murdered in the old timey world. And then someone brings you back and is like, hey, you better start talking because you got two minutes to live before these hellhounds get you and you die again. I'm like, oh, fuck. Can would I just you die the one time? Would you want to find slow cum? I wouldn't. No, absolutely not. <laughs> the, <laughs> Jonah Hex, the slowest of cums. <laughs> slowest cum in the West. <laughs> <laughs> Slow motion flying through the air. It's like, no. <laughs> Jonah, how come you don't have any children? I come so slow. I don't even, I have time to get out. <laughs> He's like pulling his pants up and has them buttoned and he like walks past <laughs> it flying through the air. <laughs> it's like, uh, what was that stupid Nickelodeon movie with clock stoppers? <laughs> With cum. Cum stoppers. Cum stoppers. Anyway. That's Sorry, a much Nickelodeon. <laughs> Sorry, everybody out there. Um, then we get a flashback of Jonah using the 
the piping hot hatchet to fix the cutie brand on his face. And that's how he got his uh, meat drip. Meanwhile, cutie is just going to repeat, just going to repeat it. So everyone's with us. Cutie is John Malkovich. The bad guy is meeting with Edelman Lusk, Wes Bentley, quite a name, a corrupt businessman to who's like financing his operation. And he just chokes him with the hilt of his cane to be like, you work for me now and tell me where the last parts of the weapon are. So Magneto finds some pretty orange balls, which that's literally what he says. He's like, oh, pretty orange balls in a metal crate to bring them back to QT. This looks like they filmed it at like a fucking school or a post office or something. Absolutely. Like they just waited (laughs) for everyone to go on lunch and like, quick, 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 go. Jonah winds up at this weird circus gladiator tent hosted by the scene munching Michael Shannon. And that's it. He says, this guy's going to fight a big snake man. And that's it. That's it. Bye, Michael Shannon. <laughs> He's like, I, this, this I scene is go. so insane. <laughs> Even so... beyond Michael Shannon. Like, they have just like a very large man, right? In one corner. Yes. And they're like, I'll bring out the snake man. And Ooh, it's just like man. a dude with a bunch of like, scale tattoos and like weird fangs right and they're like he looks like he looks you know what he looks like any generic hollywood vampire where they make them like a creature but it also just looks stupid awful it's atrocious and then they're like pour the venom on him so it's just like 10 dudes in the crowd just like dumping those old-timey like wooden buckets worth of something on him yeah, and then he goes crazy snake mode and just starts hissing and can and run his now. Low, his lower jaw can unhinge <laughs> like the mummy. It's like I remember sitting there in the theater and my buddy and I are just were both like, "What? Like what? Like what is going on?" <laughs> it it still seems like the very large man could have easily beaten him to death. He just like, runs I, away. Yeah, I. I feel like he didn't give it his all in that he fight. He could have just punched him. Yeah. Like so he did, yeah. he did a flip in the air. You can headbutt the man still. Yeah, I I I have no explanation for this. They don't revisit any of this. It's just something that happens. I wonder if there's like a whole bunch of snake people out there in in Jonah Hex world. Yeah, just like a bunch of snake people got like run out of their town or whatever. He ran away as a kid <sighs> cuz he didn't like the traveling life and He's found himself doing doing these fights. I will say one thing I'm very happy about, and I'm only thinking about this because it's just like a galaxy brain moment, is that when they were like, bring out the Venom, I'm glad they weren't just like, oh, it's the Venom that Bane would use. Yeah. <laughs> that would have just been like, why? <laughs> the precursor. like Yeah. <laughs> they, just have, they have him rigged up to like the old timey steampunk version of Bane's like... <laughs> beater tube into his yeah. head anyway now, now that jonah, i've said it out loud that sounds pretty sick actually that sounds very cool in like an elseworlds dc comic book it does not sound good in this movie <laughs> <laughs> so jonah finds slow come who tries to be like hey come on back to our side and jonah's like all right i won't and then nope. he gets tossed in the pit I- after the snake man eats the other guy and then Slocum, oh no, Slocum gets thrown in the pit and gets eaten by the Snake Man. And that's it. We're done with Snake Man. For how bad he was, I kind of liked him. 
<laughs> he's the highlight easily that, that guy was clearly also putting all putting it all in i wonder what that guy is credited as in the movie mastodon should have given him his own theme he should have had a full entrance like should have been Troy wrestling sanders. style yeah Troy sanders should have played the the big every beard. each one of like, the people in that movie in mastodon should have like bill kelleher should have played uh job's part absolutely bran should have been uh michael uh, fassbender's part I'll red Hines is good We're, yeah. he's good nailed it you're doing great bro. or if they had Keep to he up. would have been michael shannon's part but for the same amount of time yeah and i could then, i could see him doing like carney carney yeah. barking like come on come out and then uh troy can play the snake man <laughs> we've just made this movie at least five times better yeah exactly yeah yeah okay why what is what the fuck why do i have to pay extra to see who else was in a movie on <laughs> to see who the snake man was that's all I want to know. Someone's definitely paid money to see who the Snake Man was, though, right? Oh, man, I hope so. Wait, I'm going to find it in here. All Do you remember... Was Stunk Crick one of the towns? Yes. There, okay. I just said Stunk Crick, That's... Sheriff, Mayor, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I, I got to that and I was like, oh, excuse me? Burly Turnbull is a great word, too. <laughs> oh, my God. Is there not a... Is the Snake Man not credited? Oh, here we go. William R. Spencer as Snake Man. Huh. That was so much easier than we thought. That's kind of disappointing that he didn't have a name like Slitherus or something. <laughs> William R. Spencer, actor, like, stuntman, and filmmaker, and internationally renowned skateboarder. Hmm. Huh. He did stunts in every Spider-Man and Tenet and Ad Astra. And a lot of other stuff. Yeah, good for him. Yeah, he's he's moved on up in the world in the last 12 years. Snake Man, you were the only good part of Jonah Hex. Thumbs up for Snake Man. So Jonah fights some soldiers as he leaves. Thankfully, he doesn't kill the dog. In fact, compliments the dog so well that it just attacks one of the goons and then follows him to a graveyard. Jonah digs up Cutie's son, a.k.a. Negan, a.k.a. Bruce Wayne's dad, a.k.a. the comedian, a.k.a. one of the guys from The Losers. And this scene is basically just two very large-headed men talking very close to each other. And I don't really even know what happens that benefits Jonah in this scene, so I'm happy to just move on from this. Yeah, I don't I don't even recall this scene at all, to be honest with you. It's I'm awful. Like, I'm, I might have gone to the bathroom and decided not to pause the movie because it's not worth it. You can barely see what's happening. It's so dark. <laughs> then a uh, quick revisit with Megan Fox, who gets re uh, who gets visited by the annoying client again, who's trying to be like, Jonah ain't coming back and I own you. So and he gets violent. So she just stabs him and he's dead. And that that's it. Um, Good. Eat shit, guy. Yeah, agreed. Jonah pays a visit to Captain Daniels from The Wire, who hooks him up with some crossbow pistols that shoot explosive yeah. arrows. Again, the West. There's some they were, very they're bland, crazy. There's some very bland dialogue here about equal rights, but I don't really think they were trying to get very deep with it, so they move on from that <laughs> so, very quickly. Something tells me they weren't trying to say anything. Yeah, especially given that <clears throat> Jonah Hex fought for the Confederacy. Yeah, exactly. I was like, there's some strange politics <laughs> afoot here. Lance Reddick mentions that, and I was like, excuse me? 
And then he's like, like oh. they're all, and he's like, ah, they're all just a bunch of hypocrites anyway, which means they really just fought for the Confederacy. <laughs> it's like you fought for the Confederacy because you didn't want to listen to the government. Like, what? <laughs> what? What? With the irony being that he's now working for the government. <laughs> a sober government, even. Yes. So at Fort Resurrection, Jonah, and I totally misspelled that the first time uh, I, I wrote it down. Jonah breaks in by opening the front gate and uh, Cutie and Magneto talk about the weapon, which was designed by Eli fucking Whitney. Jesus Christ. Just, just let that sink in yeah, for a minute. Yeah. Fuck it. Why not? Let's... <laughs> I can't even handle that. That's I must have missed that watching. <laughs> Eli Whitney. Who are you cast in this Eli Whitney in the Jonah Hex sequel? Uh, Thomas Jane. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or Nicolas Cage, yeah. <laughs> One of those two. Stick, stick with the theme. Yeah. All Nick Cage. But I would be like, Nick Cage, be Eli Whitney but pretend you're David Bowie in The Prestige. <laughs> I bet he could do it. Oh, yeah. It'd be an infinitely better movie. Yeah. So Eli Whitney, uh, his invention is just like a bunch of cannons mounted on a submarine and armed with glowing orange balls that make other cannonballs explode. And they plan to use the submarine to swim up to the White House because... You know, the Potomac is a fucking ocean and not a river yeah. and take out the capital. Okay. His other invention is that the submarine gets very flat. You can't yeah. see it in a, in a river. Ooh. <laughs> I don't, like, if, bro, if you roll up to my house with a submarine with a bunch of, like, cannons that shoot orange balls out of it, I'm not going to be intimidated. Okay? <laughs> like, just me on my own. Like... Like, what the fuck is this clown doing? All right, I know. Like, and then you've got if you get fucking Michael Fassbender popping out with a a little bowler hat on, like get out, just leave. I would have loved a scene if he just like burst into like the White House chambers to kill Grant, and Grant just like killed him with a gun. Like he's just <laughs> sitting there, just like <laughs> and just Indiana Jones him. Like, like he walks in, he's like, hey. And it's it's like the part in Kill Bill 2 when she opens up the trailer and uh, Michael yes. Batson just blows her away Blasted. with rock ball. It's just saying, he's just like, I knew you were going to do that because you're an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> Would have made this movie better. And shorter. And shorter. Uh, Jonah shows up and big action scene with exploding arrows. And he tries to take out cutie but magneto gets the drop on him so he runs away and hides and even gives away his position again by being like hey to a one of the goons and then throws a rock at him so he shoots a box of dynamite that magneto just pulls out and then jonah runs away like all these people are so fucking stupid i don't blame anyone for running away in any yeah. part of this it's, so it's he's, never too yeah. late to give up and he's injured so he calls his house I'm sorry, he calls it, I wrote house. He calls it <laughs> horse over. He, <laughs> a if whole he had, house appears. If he had called a fucking house over, this is an entirely different film. And I'm way more into it. Yeah, suddenly. He's riding, he's riding his house around the <laughs> West. Come on, boy. 
no, his horse takes him away. Magneto just like throws the dynamite at him, even though they're like a mile away. Yeah, very stupid. Cutie tells him to go find Megan Fox because they need a hostage. Jonah eventually falls off of his horse in the woods, and then the movie truly gets weird and stupid, like even more so. It keeps shifting between the real world and this odd limbo world that's very red in color, and Jonah Hex and Turnbull are both here, so I guess Jonah is was almost dead, so now he exists in reality and limbo, but he's not dead. I don't know. It's all very bad and stupid and not explained, and there's a bunch of crows, too. I'll say much much like him speaking to the dead, it's just a thing that they just decided, eh, who cares? This movie <laughs> should Someone really... will figure it out, and if they don't, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> this movie should really just be edited down to a music video for Mastodon. No dialogue, just some stuff. I think you could make a pretty decent music video out of this. Yes. No dialogue, no acting, no speaking. No, no. one has to be seen like, you know, silently <laughs> or whatever. Keep um, all the crows, though. But yeah, all the crows. So many crows. Cutie tests the Eli Whitney cannon on a small town while enjoying like a <laughs> mint julep or something. And basically to just fire a bunch of regular cannonballs and then one of the orange glowing balls and it explodes. Magneto enters Megan Fox's room with a hilarious shit eating grin and giggling like an insane person and then kidnaps her. Not I mean, stealthy. Not stealthy no. at all. Everyone's tactic in this movie is just like, I'm going to use the front door. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying so hard to botch the like one mission that they have yeah but everyone's so stupid that it's impossible to to fumble the bag like, yeah and somehow still gets her jonah's dog finds him somehow that it hasn't been in the movie for like 20 minutes yeah. and he gets b taken back to a com just a random native american camp and of course there's a peyote smoking sequence or something why this, wouldn't there be in this in, like in 2010 yeah. western film and we get this flashback to jonah with his family and i it turns out that he was married to a native american woman also this amazing line where he just tells his son that reading is stupid and waste and a waste of time and it's rotting his brain incredible absolutely incredible i like, think my what? my friend actually i remember like he stood up and just was like what the <laughs> well, it's like the only leisurely activity there is in the West other than like sitting on your porch, I guess. <laughs> He's like, don't do that. That shit's fucking stupid. No. What are you, stupid? Go, Go out there and fight a snake. <laughs> Go be a man and jerk off on that rock. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Pour some dust down your pants. <laughs> Anyway, Cutie shows up to murder his family. Back in the real world, Jonah is flipping out. He's, you know, he's got all these like fucking weird scars and he looks like that frog. His chest looks like that frog that births its like babies out of its back. And then <laughs> a fucking terrible CGI crow crawls out of his mouth while he has glowing yellow eyes and then just smash cut away from that as he yells turnball and that's it. We're done. He doesn't what? even say thanks. 
what if that was the end of the movie? I would have been very happy. (laughs) (laughs) The sequel coming next year, and it never did. Unfortunately, this movie (laughs) had to end. (laughs) That scene was insane. Absolutely nuts. You also don't see, like, any of the Native American people, really. So I wonder if it was actually Native American people that played them. I don't know. You just see one I of them like, smoking don't, a pipe, and I don't know. I don't have a good feeling about it, <laughs> to be honest with you. <laughs> well, it's okay, because we're done with that, and we'll move on, because at Independence Harbor, which is not a real place, according to Google Maps, and just looks, and looks like Transylvania or something. <laughs> um, They accidentally went out to, like, Eastern Europe. <laughs> ah, shit. Jonah tells a kid to watch his horse, which we find out is named Horse, and then just looks at the dog and is like, I got nothing to say to you, and then leaves, kills a guy, and again, just walks in the front door to go stop Cutie. Terrible security at all of these places. And the guy is just like, hey, don't come in here. Hey, what's wrong with your face? Dead. Good job. People gotta learn. Jonah tries to sneak on the submarine, but Magneto ambushes him, which leads to one of my favorite parts of the movie that my buddy and I affectionately refer to this as Rock'em Sock'em Hex, because it just looks, this fight scene, until Jonah lights his hand on fire and punches him in the face, just looks so stupid and horrible. It's like someone tied them together with rope, and they're just like... (laughs) They're doing, like, tug-of-war, like with one of those short ropes, so they've got to be, like, right there next to each other the whole time. The part where he lights his hand on fire and punches him... Insane. ...is pretty cool. Insane. Because what... Michael Fassbender's like, Oh, tell me, what's it like walking around with a face like that every day? Also, tell me, where's me lucky charms? (laughs) (laughs) So, Jonah Hex, his hand's, like, covered in oil or some shit, and he just, like, goes palm down into some fire next to him and is like, you find out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, what is happening now? It, it's just it gets better actually. It doesn't do anything to him. Like nope. Jonah Jonah Hex's hand is just on fire. Nothing happens to Michael Fassbender's head. Nope. Like his hair doesn't catch on fire or anything. Just, nope. <laughs> he grabs him and pushes him into the submarine engine blades. And then when he looks down at him, he looks fine. He's totally fine. Like, I was, he fell I was on some so, raspberry jam. That was it. I was so taken aback because it, like, they build it up like it's going to be Indiana Jones where he puts I just him in there and you see all the I blood. I forgot about this, so I thought they just cut away at this point. But no, he's laying on the just, ground. Yeah, cut to him on the ground fine. and it's like, and then, he has, like, one speck of blood, like, <laughs> on his chest or something. And it's like, what, what, what did you do to this man? How did you kill him? How fast was that submarine blade even moving? Yeah. <laughs> and then he, like, does the death resurrection thing and just, just punches him, him out of existence. It's so stupid. Oh, man. It looks awful. It Yeah, terrible. So the, the only part of this movie that rocks because it's so insanely dumb. <laughs> So Cutie makes a speech that would get the Oath Keeper's heart as a brick before Jonah Hex, (laughs) before he sees Jonah again. Why is Jonah Hex terrible at hiding? He literally is just like, I'm going to get him. He just walks up to him. 
this would be so easy if he just was like, all right, I'm going to hide right here and shoot this man like, in the head and we'll be good. <laughs> Doesn't like, do that. Like Turnbull's doing like a Q&A session Basically. and Joan is in the crowd and he's like, I have a question. Yeah, yeah you, sir. Like, yeah, can I kill you? Like, <laughs> Joan. No? Like, ah, fuck. Foiled. <laughs> he didn't say yes. <laughs> how, how did he catch me? <laughs> He pulls out Megan Fox as a hostage. Jonah gets knocked out again. And then he and Megan Fox get taken captive. The submarine fucking sails all the way up to DC on the Potomac River to take out the president. Megan Fox is just like, I don't have any keys under my boobs or in my vagina because that's literally what Josh Brolin asks her. And then they get free anyway and they go to stop QT. Job tries to stop Turnbull, and then he goes, I'm the weapon. Like, he's trying to say, arm the weapon in his weird Western accent. And then Job dies a hilarious death. Jonah and Megan Fox. Out. Yeah, pour one out for Job. Jonah and Lila shoot their way up the submarine. He uses a flamethrower for a little while. Okay. Yeah, why not? Yeah, we'll just. Okay. Who cares? It's fine. Uh, and then Jonah and Cutie then fall into the submarine and have their final showdown as the submarine starts firing at DC. This is insanity. It's so batshit crazy and terrible and looks terrible. Yeah, mostly mostly it's just bad. So now we're back to this coexisting in the real world and red limbo as two fights between Jonah and Turnbull are playing out. I do not understand any of this. That's because it doesn't make sense. It just doesn't make sense. <laughs> completely underexplained, like, eh, just stick it in there because it'll look cool, but it doesn't look cool at all, so... Nope. nope. Megan Fox is also fighting somebody, and she throws a hatchet to Jonah, and he finally gets the upper hand against Cutie in both realms. And I just have to stress that, like, the Limbo realm looks so stupid and bad. Oh. And they make one of the glowing orange balls detonate as Jonah and Megan Fox jump off the water. Turnbull's like stuck in a gear and he just like kills him and shoots him in like limbo. So whatever. I don't know. It, they're dead. Captain Daniel says, happy 4th of July as President Grant is treated to some unexpected fireworks. And Grant's probably just like, man, there's a lot of dead people around here. Uh, hopefully yeah. no <laughs> good thing there's no cell phones. <laughs> Yeah, who's going to clean this up? Uh, Jonah gets pardoned and a reward and also offered to be sheriff of the entire United States, which he goes... Big sheriff. Which in the only moment of him being smart goes, I don't think entire countries have a sheriff. And so he turns it down, which is smart. Then turns away from the president twice. Like he turns his back. He's like, hey, I'll see you later. And then turns away. He's like, if you ever need me, come find me. Like, it's just, it's just bad editing. Walks outside. Holy shit, does the background look awful in this scene. And him and Megan Fox walk off in like a bad pastiche of Raiders of the Lost Ark. And then he, but then he goes to visit uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan's grave one more time. The dog shows up. And off he goes. And that's it. This, that, it's done. This movie is... Cinema. <laughs> cinema at its finest. It's, what um, an experience. It yeah. is not 
remotely fun. Like, it was... And, and there's a lot of things that, in theory, and maybe in, like, a video game that just is going to be ridiculous, kind of should be fun. Yeah. But they're not. So, like, for Dreamcatcher, it's a movie where I'm like, <laughs> it's insane to me that they even attempted to translate yeah. this into a movie. And Jonah Hex feels that way, except it's all stuff that could easily be translated. They just it's a Western. Bother. <laughs> it's a Western. <laughs> it's like they had an incredible misunderstanding of how anything in the world operates, and they just couldn't get a handle on it. We're just like, ah, eh, just it throw it in there. It'll look cool. It but definitely it has more of like a comic book movie feel to it than it does actually them trying to like make a good movie based on the comics so yeah. they're like yeah just put 100%. all this dumb, just put all this dumb bullshit in the movie it's fine and it's like it's one of those things where i just feel like you you can't do that all the time and it, assume it's gonna work it's definitely one of those you know 2000s attempts at superhero movies before marvel figured everything out yeah, definitely. And like the Nolan Bat films had kind yes. of gotten going. So everyone figured out, hey, we can make watchable films. Like they actually have stories and stuff. And it's just like, oh, well, this comic book just has all of the shit in it. Let's just throw that on a screen and that'll be enough to work, right? People will care about this. Mastodon. Yeah. <laughs> what a huge sell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking. 97% of the world has no idea. <laughs> there, I think there is a, a reality where a movie of Jonah Hex scored by Mastodon is a good thing or a good film that, you know, takes, does enough weird shit, but like keeps it very much within the realm of this is a like straight, like a weird Western or like an acid Western or something, you know? Yeah. It's maybe the only instance that i could think of where i would actually want to see a dark gritty reboot of jonah hex because i'd like to i i would not be opposed if dc was like fuck it we're just gonna try to do this but like as a western movie yeah have you seen the northman not yet yeah. i really want okay. to i won't spoil it but it does this thing where it kind of uh it marries some kind of weirder like cosmic and uh uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like ghost kind of mm -hmm. shit, you know? That that kind of out there stuff. It marries it to the real world. You know, it plays it like, hey, this is real. This is just, this is a thing that happens. Like, accept it. In yeah. this very grim, realistic environment. And I think that vibe would work super well for like a Jonah Hex. A Western yeah. where it's like grim, dark, but also like, oh, we're going to, you know, go out into the woods and start tripping and talk to spirits and, you know, have fucking talking severed heads or whatever, whatever kind of madness. Yeah, like I, like I was talking to my friend the other day because, or last night, uh, I guess this is as good as a time as, as any to talk about some, you know, good movies that I've watched because <laughs> I watched The Brood for the first time. And oh, like, yeah. that's like something that I, I mean, the movie was, great i thought it was a fantastic movie but that's something i really love about cronenberg is that he has this very good way of marrying these really out there ideas into his movies 
and giving it just enough like sort of you know pseudoscience or science within the realm of the movie where it's like yes i know this isn't real but that sounds way more yeah. believable because like, he's approaching it from like a somewhat realistic perspective yeah there's there's like a plausibility to it it's like yeah ah, i could i could see that yeah he spent five minutes thinking how would this work or what's yeah. something that would give it some you know some credence so like that level of like weird shit mixed in with normal shit is like good for me like i like that that you can do a good jonah hex movie like that they just fucking did not yeah <laughs> it feels like they didn't even try really yeah no so this, um, this seemed very much like a get it out the door type of thing yeah like, eh, so uh yeah i would rank this movie pretty goddamn low in terms of it being like a good movie or a co good comic book movie or a good western like it's bad but it is kind it is still kind of enjoyable because of how truly god-awful it is yeah there's i don't want to say redeeming qualities but it's not the most unwatchable thing i've ever seen it's impressive it's, how much it fails it's yeah it's one of those movies where even though you're not enjoying it while watching it the entire time you'll be thinking who allowed this why did they green light any of this or who at test screenings was like solid put that out there yeah i would also say that um i don't know i forgot what i was gonna say because i just got like three <laughs> fucking notifications on my phone yeah. and it just like made me forget um you got so, hexed. yeah hex yeah hex i got it's yeah real. i got hexed Oh, them hellhounds. So yeah, but besides the brood, I also watched uh, Piranha, which I thought was hell yeah. I thought it was like uh, fine, like it was entertaining for sure. Uh, I enjoyed watching it overall. I watched The Hound of the Baskervilles, which is the one that one of the movies Irene okay uh, yeah. did for that. So I have to watch another one because I haven't listened to that episode yet. And I watched Ghoulies 2, which was incredibly Hell scary, yes. but I gotta say, I did really enjoy it. And the Ghoulies themselves are awesome. Love them. Uh, <laughs> they're great. It's so good. They're you, like, you, the movie was really stupid, but I love all the little creature things. And I'm like, you know what? There's stop motion in this. One of them flies. Yeah. The, there's the gigantic one at the end. Uh, that was, was amazing. It just eats them. So good. Yes. And, uh, is that the one where the ghoulie has the gun? It's like at the, I don't uh, remember if it like has fair gun. or whatever. So it's like the uh, shooting down the cans or whatever, and it has that gun. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, incredible! What a yeah. visual. Yeah, I have not need seen the. Uh, I have not seen the first one, but I only watched it because I saw it was going to be leaving Tubi, and I was like, "Fuck it, I'll just watch Ghoulies Two today." <laughs> Ghoulies um, Two is better. Just fair warning. Uh, have you watched anything good recently? Let's see, what have I watched recently? I watched an incredible low-budget zombie film called Flesh Eater. It's uh, directed by Bill Hensman. I think he was that's like what, the main that zombie in Night off. of the Dead. Okay. Oh, okay. That's way off my radar. <laughs> Vinegar Syndrome just put it out as one of their like 4Ks. And the art on it was incredible. So I was like, oh, I'm going to blind by that. Fuck it, why not? And it rocks it there's like hardly any story to it but all of the effects are amazing and it mm -hmm. looks really good it its budget is like you know one two hundredth of 
Jonah Hexes, and it looks <laughs> incredible. Highly recommend that if you want something kind of stupid. I watched Watermelon Man from a uh, man who turns into a watermelon. No, so it is a uh, Melvin Van Peebles, and he's doing uh, the Metamorphosis by Kafka, except it is a white man who wakes up one day as a oh, black man. Interesting. Yeah, so it's from uh, 1970. It has a uh, Godfrey Cambridge as like the the main guy and it has him in white face for the first like 20 minutes of the movie setting up as like this huge fucking bigoted asshole right before he wakes up still there them's likely hellhounds reckon they smell fresh meat waiting for you for when i let you go no doubt no no you wouldn't try to pet him if i were you no idea what just happened <laughs> i was like where did where did he go <laughs> that was so weird i all of a sudden i just saw like something went wrong <laughs> your your screen just like shrunk and went away and then it was all me and i was like uh <laughs> <laughs> I, I, can't I, keep wait talking? <laughs> I can't wait to hear that on the playback it's, it's just silence i was like <laughs> yeah so it's Godfrey Cambridge and Whiteface being like a huge bigoted asshole for the first 20 minutes before he wakes up as a black man and it's like, what the fuck is this? What? And it is so good. Absolutely insane. He's in there in the bathtub like pouring milk all over himself trying to turn white again. It, <laughs> oh my god. It's, yeah, it is. It's wild, but I highly recommend it. Super good. What else have I watched? I think uh, other than that, it is The Northman and uh, Jonah Hex. <laughs> nice. Well, I do want to see The Northman for sure. Is it The Northman or is it The Northman? I've been saying Northman. Yeah, I feel like that's what most people say. I also say like Hangman instead of Hangman. I don't... <laughs> I also got the second set of the Destroy All Monsters figures that Mondo put out. I'm oh, hell yeah. on the first one. But this one has King Ghidorah, Gorosaurus, Baragon, and Minya, the son of Godzilla. So I'll be putting them together this week for sure. I'm very uh, sick. That took forever to ship out. And I'm not trying to say anything shitty about Mondo, but like that was something that got pushed back very, 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 very much due to the fucking state of the world. It's weird that I, I got set the second set and not the first set. It's weird the things that get impacted by it like you would never expect like you know vinyl figures or whatever to be impacted that much over something else like still getting like tvs in at work like at a steady clip and like there hasn't been any restraints on them but then like oh action figures i'm sorry board games shit out of luck like what <laughs> yeah like i've ordered t-shirts and I've gotten them faster than the one that I just ordered, like your Void t-shirt. That still hasn't shown up yet. <laughs> Did uh, any sense. It's strange. I just, I don't understand. I got a t-shirt that I ordered from Third Man Records faster than I got, than I have gotten your t-shirt. And I ordered that like <laughs> over a week ago, I think. Right. Very odd. Because I'm trying to get out there and, you know, simp for I Hope You Suffer. <laughs> So. I appreciate that. Uh, now that we're done with this fucking shit show, um, 
I'm gonna be headed out shortly. I'm gonna go see Irene's band play at St. Vitus, actually. Oh, hell yeah. Very That's exciting. rad. High cost. Where can people find out uh, more about you and whatnot? So you can follow my personal accounts on Twitter and Instagram as Hidden Kitstery. And then uh, I Hope You Suffer's podcast page on Instagram. I have to look up because I am not the one who does this every week because I don't have it memorized. Uh, it is I Hope You Suffer podcast. Yeah, that one. I always forget if podcast is in there or not. There have been a few instances of banning permanently on Twitter. So I get confused as to what is real and not. <laughs> yeah. And uh, also a belated happy birthday to Katie when this episode finally comes out. Yeah, shout out. Shout she's out. The one, she's the one that holds the podcast down. Me and Nathan <laughs> would just fucking ramble about Blu-rays otherwise. Part of me yearns for that um, stretch of time where I just powered through like a bunch of podcasts during the pandemic. And I was like, maybe I'll go back and listen to them. And I'm like, but then I'm just going to wind up listening to it again. And I already have like 100 other episodes of podcasts to listen to <laughs> so maybe maybe one day because a year old episodes i was looking back at them and i was like damn i listened to like all of these in a very short period of time <laughs> so yeah we i don't even know what episode number we're on 204 205 somewhere around there you'll probably be well past that, at that yeah point. we'll have seen so many more god-awful films i can't wait um well thank you for suffering through this i know you were prolonging it for as long as you could <laughs> thank you for inviting me i was excited to watch it since i hadn't until i started watching it yeah I was, <laughs> I was very displeased to see it again and thankfully nathan decided to suffer along with us so. he had to bear that cross on his own he he basically just watched it for fun his internet entered the limbo realm and man i would be so mad at my internet if <laughs> i had to if i had to watch jonah hex for no reason <laughs> <laughs> jokes on you nathan yeah like the internet could die during jonah hex or recording the podcast really hoping it dies during jonah hex <laughs> Uh, and you can find Diary of Doom on Instagram and Facebook. You can visit the website at diaryofdoom.com. The podcast is at diaryofdoom.podbean.com. And uh, we'll be back again next month with uh, another movie that hopefully is better than this. <laughs> again, very low bar to clear.